In this episode, we recap the Pirate series and give our MVP and preview the next series against Colorado and give our score predictions for each game. Welcome back to our podcast, which is Clubsman Podcast. And we have a short one today because the Pittsburgh series is only two games, so. Cup split it, took the first game, lost the second one. First game, Seiya Suzuki continues to impress everybody as he hits two home runs, and which ended up being the only side of the Cubs' offense. Yeah, and Drew Smiley, Drew Smiley made his Cubs debut four years later and gave up no runs and no walks through five innings. That was pretty good. Bullpen did good as well, except well, Michael Gibbons is all right. He did give up a homer, but he did strike out three in the inning. Yes. And David Robertson closed it, so Cubs win game one. Game two. That was not a good game. We did not see a very good version of Kyle Hendricks today, as it looks like his 2021 self. Yeah, um, Kyle Hendricks is officially concerning me. I get it. How do you decline when you throw 18 miles an hour? Just put it in the same spot. Like, he does that. He does that really well. I don't understand. Like, a guy like that should not decline. (laughs) What are you declining on? Are you not? Are you losing control or something? How does that work? That seems to decline? be the problem, actually. Well, damn, damn. I mean, grip the the ball it, differently. It's just, there's just like no reason he should be declining or doing anything. I don't know. You just have to hope he doesn't keep up. He did use his changeup a lot less today. Like almost half, so maybe if he makes his change up his primary. Oh, his change Brandon up looks Davis really good. Hit That's good. Uh, he gave up a home run, which is something you don't like to see considering how bad of a problem it was last year. To yeah. Ben Gamble. Yeah, I, don't, I, hate ben I don't Gamble. even I want him dead. I don't even think he hit the ball very hard. It just kind of floated out into the right field seats. Of course it did. There's been a routine flyout against any other team. But against the Cubs, no problem. Oh. Yeah, not good. Uh, three couldn't even go four innings. And gave up six runs in total with four walks, which is not very Kyle Hendricks-like. No, it's, so, it actually kind of is. At this point, it it's starting to become Kyle Hendricks. Well, walks were never really oh, a problem. Oh, yeah. Maybe not the walks. It used to be he would have these games where he'd be like, ah, oh, well, he'll bounce back. And then he would. And now it's like, well, this is kind of a theme now. Yes. Yeah, nice. Wow, some guy oh, rode a wave that was 115 feet tall. Okay. That's amazing. Anyway, um... Yeah, so we had the Cubs 
losing today, but the cool thing is we had Isaiah Suzuki and Wilson Contreras doing well. Yeah, Contreras. 453 feet. Yes. Um, that was a legitimate home run. Yes, and they uh, had the RBI single up the middle. Yes. Uh, also say a, say a Suzuki, man. It's incredible. My goodness. Just another walk today. Another walk. The walks are my favorite. You know why? <laughs> because that it's nothing... means that like this is all legitimate. Like he's actually doing this. Like if he was like just flailing and striking out a lot and like getting little hits here and there. Like, I'd be like, oh, it's Javier Baez or something. You know, he's just in a hot streak. He's just such a good start. He's going to slow down. The walks are very key. And if you watched any of that Brewers series, we can't talk about this already. If you watched any part of that Brewers series, you saw that the pitches that were just a half inch off the plate, he would take them. Because he just knew that they were a ball. He's just got incredible I, I think he's already got more walks than 2020 Javier Baez. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure he has. He's like the polar opposite of Javier Baez. Yeah, I mean, I had my doubts well. before. That. I have like I have doubts about every Cubs player, to be quite honest. I just do because baseball is just so unpredictable, and you just never know. So I, my practice is to always expect someone will not live up to expectations. Because then if they don't, it's like well I was right, and then if they do. Live up to expectations. It's, I mean, you know, I'm surprised. But uh, I had, you know, I had my concerns before the season. Thought, you know, West well, so Japan, he's new. You know, uh, we have Otani and Ichiro to look at, but eh, that's a little sketchy. You know, we have a lot of examples of Japanese players coming over here and they haven't done well. Uh, he doesn't have a lot of protection. Um. But yeah, no. Apparently, he's proven me all wrong. First five games. Hopefully, he keeps no. this up. But I mean, he no, has even... nine RBIs in five games. That is over. That's over an, an RBI per game. And we get we get to see him in Colorado next. So yeah, that's gonna that's be gonna be yes. Five hundred shot to the dead center. I'm feeling it. I want to see a Suzuki homer up there for sure. Yep. MVP of the series is, again, for me, Seiya, but I don't really think it's a debate. No, it, it's not. It's not two home runs. First game, that was early offense, and then the next game, where we had a single. Created one of our two runs. So it's been all Seiya Suzuki since, like, game two of the season. Even that ball, even on opening day. Game three of the season, it's been all Sam Suzuki. Oh, yeah, Alan's in that. Yeah. Yeah, get this guy some help. Okay. I just love the not striking out, though. That's my favorite part of all this. Yeah. Just the not striking out is, like, just so key to success. Not striking out and getting walks and getting on base. Is more important, is just as important 
as hitting home runs and getting those big doubles and singles. Those will come, but the walks are so key. Getting on base. That is so important. Because that is typically very consistent in baseball. Uh, there have been all the teams of the past 20 or 30 years have built their championship teams and they've all had someone or a group of people in the lineup that get on base. You know, for example, the 90s. Yeah, Yankees. that's how. And then, uh, what was it? Well, it just kind of reminds you of Moneyball without the money part of it. Yeah, he gets on base. Same sort of thing. The 90s Yankees built their dynasty on, on base percentage, guys. There were guys in the lineup like uh, Tino Martinez. I've been reading this book called The Yankee Way by Joe Torre. And there, there were guys in the lineup like Tino Martinez and Derek Jeter and Chuck Novak and Bernie Williams and None of those guys were, like, great hitters. You know, they were good hitters, but they weren't, like, hitting 330 every year or something. You know, they were good, good averages, that sort of thing. But the key, if you just moved a little bit to the right in the stats column, their on-base percentage was unreal. You know, they were all getting on base. That was how they won. They didn't win with the whole, like, you know, home runs. They won because they got on base. So, yeah, what you said is correct. It is like Moneyball. If you get on base, you will win the game. Yeah. You just have to get on base. Somehow. Okay. Yep. Okay, now four in Colorado starts tomorrow. Next game is uh, all, well, the first three are night games, then the second is an afternoon, but or fourth, I mean. But first game, Justin Steele and Kyle Freeland. We'll see Chris Bryant at his new home park. Yes. And Chris Bryant's definitely hitting a home run against us or something. Probably. Because, of course, okay. this rain is so nice, by the way. It is raining where I am. <laughs> it's so nice. I have a four day weekend coming up. So I just took the SAT and I get to go to bed tonight. So, listening to the rain, it's, this is just going to be an awesome. Great. Anyway, um, score. So, so tomorrow it's at eight forty Eastern. So Steele and Freeland. Who you have? Steele and who? Kyle Freeland. Uh, is he good? He sounds familiar. Oh. Did he start the wild card game against us? Think so. Oh god. Uh, I can't yeah, remember. No, no but... more talk about that. Um, yeah. Okay. I'll have a. I'll have the Cubs winning. I think Sayak goes deep again. Don't okay. know what the final score will be. I think the final score will be something like eight to six. Eight to six. Gonna be a okay. high scoring affair. Oh, I'll say the Cubs win at five to three. Oh, yeah. all right. That's good. I'll take that. Four and two and, start. Yeah. Second game. This is going to be a good matchup. Marcus Stroman and Herman Marquez. Ah. Okay. Well, uh, Cubs win again. Maybe like four to two. Four to two. I'll say Cubs went three to two. 
Nice. Game three. Oh boy, the Cubs have TBD on the mound. Oh boy, instant win. Against... This is going to be a bullpen game in all likelihood, so I'm going to have us losing this one. Against uh, Sinzatella. Yeah, so um, the Cubs lose probably like, I have no idea, maybe 6-3. I don't know. Yeah, say, I was gonna say the Cubs lose it five to two. Okay. Expected. And then the final game: Drew Smiley and Austin Gomber. Well, uh, Smiley's very good at getting ground balls, so. Yeah, he had like didn't he have good like environment for him? I guess. Why did the Rockies just sign Smiley? If they just sign a bunch of ground ball pitchers every year, they're gonna win the series. They don't really probably make sense for them. Yeah, they don't make sense. The Rockies are weird. Yeah, we're not going to pay Nolan Arenado, but yes, we will pay Chris Bryant. The hell? Like, what? 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 It just doesn't. It doesn't. Oh, well, they, they did pay him, but then they just traded right, him. Like, what? Like, I just, why? So, Bryant's probably <laughs> going to be traded within the next couple of years anyway. Yeah, I'm going to trade Arenado and sign Chris Bryant, so you're going to get worse. Okay, Smiley and Gomber, what's your score on this one? So, uh, this might be, uh, I don't know, this this might be a, uh, this could either be a crazy one or just comes loose. Huh. I'm going to say Rockies win like 11 to 9. 11 to 9. So really high scoring affair. There's gonna be a game in here where it's just like all the chips are down. You know, people are scoring left and right. There's gonna be like, Maybe. like just you know, there's gonna be the guys like um like Jason Hayward's gonna hit the 500 foot home run or something. It's not gonna make any sense. Well, wouldn't bet any money on that, but. We can hope that he does something for once. Yeah. Let us stream. Other than just be a leader, but yeah. And I all say, I'll say the Cubs win two to one. I'll, I'll just have it as a little scoring game. Okay. And the poor Mariners are losing six to three to the White Sox. Ah. Right, Mariners that's... are kind of my team this year. I don't want them to break this drought. Mm-hmm. No, sick of seeing them be sad all the time. I want to see them be good. Okay, that's it for the Rocky series. After that, we'll come back home for seven games. So we're now three yes, against Tampa Bay. Yep. That's going to be an interesting series. Yeah. That's going to be a bad series. That's <laughs> uh, not. I'll look forward to that one. Uh, so, I have a question for the rest of the podcast. People can think about this. I'm sure someone has thought of this before me. Why did we not sign Max Scherzer over John Lester? Because way back in 2015, both these guys were on the market. 
And to my knowledge, they were both around the same age. Maybe Scherzer was a little younger. And they were both really good. And I'm not saying at all that signing Lester was somehow a wrong move, because that's ridiculous. John Lester was 100% the best signing in Cubs history. You can't even tell me that anyone comes close. World Series, you know, all the games. We'll have to see by the end of this. Big game you know, help break the drought. That's fantastic picture. But that being said, Max Scherzer, you know, oh, okay. So like Lester signed a six-year, one-fifty-five deal with the Cubs, and Scherzer signed seven years and somewhere over or close to two hundred million with the Washington Nationals. So Scherzer had one extra year, and he spent that one extra year last year, as we know, with the in the second half of the Dodgers. But Scherzer was younger and has not declined the way that John Lester has. And I know you can't know that in 2015, but, uh, you know, Scherzer would go on to win the Cy Young in 2016 and just has continued to be just an excellent pitcher while Scherzer, while Lester kind of just slowly, you know, as pitchers tend to do, declined. So... You really couldn't go wrong with either choice. Hindsight is twenty twenty, and at the time, no one really knew who was going to have the better career. I guess Lester already had, you know, two World Series rings. But then again, it wasn't like he was. He wasn't when Lester won his World Series rings in Boston. It wasn't like what he would do in twenty sixteen with the Cubs. He wasn't like the pitcher on the on the roster. He wasn't like leading the team and leading the pitching staff to greatness. That's not what he was doing. Um, but, I, I, you know, I'm just wondering, like, why the Cubs didn't sign Scherzer instead. Because I just feel like he would have been a, a really good choice, and it probably would have changed a lot in those years after 2016. Because the Cubs, you know, just when Lester seemed to have a bad year, it seemed like the Cubs kind of had a bad year. You know, 2017, Lester has a pretty good year. You know, he bounces back again, uh, but the Cubs win 92 games and then lose badly in the NLCS. In 2018, Lester has a good year. Cubs win 95 games, and unfortunately, we don't have that all in That team was really good that year. 2019, Lester has a bad year. Cubs miss the playoffs. 2020, that weird year, Lester has a bad year, but the Cubs make it in anyway because Lester is no longer the leader of the staff. So I, I'm just, I was just wondering, to anyone... That is curious. I just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the reasoning yeah. is. What about fun to sign Scherzer? You wonder, but, like, I really don't know if I would change it if I was back then now because maybe we didn't win the World Series if we got Scherzer. Like, you just don't know. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. It's different because, you know, with Lester, you could say, well, we won the World Series with him, and if we have Scherzer, maybe we don't. But, yeah, because, like, um, Scherzer is obviously the better pitcher, but, like, it's so yeah, circumstantial. Yeah, obviously just way better. Like, way better. You know, over the course of those six and seven years, there's no question who was better. No question. I mean, Scherzer had the Cy Young in 2016, probably would have won it. Jake Arrieta didn't exist in 2015, but he did. Um, just and 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 it still can throw like 96 and 97 miles an hour, and he's like 30 
eight years old. So, uh, it's, I don't know. And Leicester's not even playing anymore. So, there's no question who was better, but you make a good point and say you don't know if we win the World Series if we don't have Leicester. You know, who knows? Maybe Scherzer chokes and uh, yeah. doesn't have a good game in Game 5 of the series and the Cubs lose. I don't know. Who knows? You know, we won't yeah. know either, but just I'm happy with what happened, of course. I think if it was today, I think the Cubs would sign Scherzer. Like, if, if you took the current thinking of baseball and the current thinking of the front office right now and put it back in 2015, I think the Cubs would be more inclined to sign Scherzer just because of the velocity and just the way that the game is trending and the, the, the whole power pitcher narrative. Because sure, Lester could top out at like 90, 93, 94, maybe 95 in his prime. But by the time he gets to the Cubs, I don't know if he was doing that. But Lester, but Scherzer could get to upper 90s, 96, 97, 98. So, I don't know. It's not, you can't really answer it. There's no one answer. It's just kind of an interesting question that crosses my mind every once in a while. Because I just know mm-hmm. how hard the Cubs can campaign for Lester. So... They, they they did not go wrong. They couldn't have gone wrong with who they signed, though. Right. Both of them would have been excellent signs. Whoever they signed, and they got a great a great pitcher in Leicester. So. Mhm. Yeah. Okay. Um. I believe that's it. Uh, I think it is. Yeah. Uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. had a really good night. Went four for four with three home runs. Okay, so next episode will be either Sunday or Monday. We don't know yet. We'll see. But until then, we are going to sign off.